looking into making blueberries more competitive in the ingredient space? At USHBC, we aren't trying to hit singles. We're swinging for home runs. A home run for me looks like products getting into the marketplace and seeing a big success. And moreover, not just a single or a double, but like you say, uh, the home run for me is establishing the relationship. Joining me on today's episode is a food ingredient veteran, someone you might put in the cleanup spot in your blueberry baseball lineup to talk about the potential for blueberries in the ingredient space and how USHBC is collaborating with top food brands across the globe. This copyrighted podcast is presented by the U.S. Highbush Blueberry Council. The opinions and views shared by those of non-paid guests on the business of blueberries are those of our guests and do not represent the views, positions, or policies of the USHBC. The blueberry industry is like no other, passionate, resilient, and innovative. This podcast is your source for the latest information on the management, markets, research, and technology related to blueberry production. This is the business of blueberries. Here's your host, president of the U.S. Highbush Blueberry Council, Casey Cronquist. Welcome back to another episode of The Business of Blueberries, the only podcast dedicated exclusively to the blueberry industry. Back in September, you may remember episode 72 of this podcast, where we recap the Blueberry Innovation Bootcamp, an event conceived by VP of Global Business Development, Alicia Adler, and our global food manufacturing team to communicate the value and opportunities of blueberries as an ingredient, which is an important pillar in our new strategic plan to grow the volume of blueberries domestically and around the globe. I had a chance to get to know Mark during our Blueberry Boot Camp, and while we certainly grabbed a few conversational nuggets that we shared as a part of that episode, I wanted to invite Mark back to expand on what he sees for blueberries going forward and to dig deeper into that strategy and the outcomes from working with key stakeholders at the boot camp. But before we get into talking to our guest, joining me today as the co-host of this episode is our very own Vice President of Global Business Development at USHBC and NABC, Alicia Adler. Welcome back, Alicia. Thanks, Casey. This is uh, my first episode back of the new year. Good to be here. Well, again, your episodes, and I think the subject matter really does ring very important in our new plan, certainly for the new year. So I thought, why don't you just kick things off today by explaining why blueberries as an ingredient is so important for the growth of blueberry consumption worldwide? Sure. I mean, I think we all, especially the listeners, know the blueberry industry is so much more than the fresh blueberry market. It's it's a it's the ingredient, it's food manufacturing, it's in food service, the products we order on the menu, the products we buy in the store, not just in the fresh produce section. So really digging into the industry and our programming that supports the industry beyond retail and fresh is important. And what we want to do is continue to bring on guests from different parts of the industry, different parts of our program that really showcase what our plans are, what we're doing, and what those results are. What I love about both the food ingredient, food manufacturing, also true about food service, is just the way we can measure our success. And so the ability to partner with these companies to be able to see how the innovation turns to development turns to uh, eventually a product that uh, really does drive pounds through the supply chain. I'm really excited about where this is going, and I've been looking forward to having Mark back on the show for this exclusive interview with him, his experience, and the work we are doing with him and his team. So speaking of Mark, why don't you introduce our guest to everyone? 
Yeah, I'm happy to. You know, Mark was on, as you said, a previous episode. And that was one of my favorite episodes, by the way, because it was so unique in the sense that you got a lot of different environment. You got footage from the boot camp. You had a conversation with Mark at a coffee shop, very fitting for Seattle. So yeah, I, I'm excited to dig deeper with Mark in particular and kind of drop back to our over, overall programming. But to introduce Mark, he's the founder and CEO of Colinex, a consultancy specializing in the development of organic and natural food products. Colinex specializes in assisting retailers, food manufacturers, ingredient suppliers, and multi-unit food service operators achieve their growth goals by bringing successful products to market. Mark has had a distinguished and long career in the food industry, and before finding Colinex in 2005, Mark was the director of food product development for the Starbucks Coffee Company, working there at a time of unprecedented growth. Mark, welcome to the business of blueberries. We're happy to have you. Thanks so much. Before we dive deep into our programming, I, I kind of want to go back to your background, Mark. Can you share a little bit more about before starting Colinex, that transition from Starbucks to starting your own company, kind of what drove that that big change in your career and what drove that decision-making process? Sure. So I'd been with Starbucks about seven years. And in 2005, I wanted the company to start to move towards what we today call clean label products, or at least healthier products. Much of what we were doing was in the bakery case. And uh, we'd done a lot of interesting things. We'd have a lot of successes, but the company didn't want to move in that direction. They didn't want to be a market leader at the time in clean label products or healthier foods. So I founded Cullinex to do just that. At the beginning, we called it organic and natural products. Today, we have a a broader label that uh, is accepted, which is clean label product development. And, you know, blueberries just fit perfectly within that focus for us. Jumping in here, Mark, could you just explain for our audience, like the nuance of the clean label kind of movement or as you see it so that everybody's kind of clear on what clean label does mean? You know, Casey, I, I think clean label stands in for a lot of different things today, depending upon who you're talking to. For some people, it's healthier products. For others, it's shorter ingredient decks with words they can pronounce or products they can find in their pantry. I think for other people, it might have to do with the ethics or, or the labor practices by which products are produced. So it really stands in for a whole host of things today. Mark, you know, at the end of last year, we had our first blueberry boot camp and kind of walking away from that, I thought it was a really good representation of really the evolution of the USHBC food ingredient program the onboarding of both our partnership with SRG and Colinex and our engagement with these food manufacturing companies, really trying to engage their R&D teams and kind of work with them on their new product development and kind of incorporate our expertise and help them accomplish their goals. And so what were some of your takeaways after completing the boot camp? Casey was there, kind of curious what your takeaways are and anything that surprised you coming out of the boot camp. Well, first, uh, hats off to Blueberries, to you and the team there, because it's a very forward-thinking program to have this kind of outreach to industry, to people who are essentially like us in that their job is to create new products, to put new products on the shelves or, or in the restaurants. And that kind of outreach really takes some foresight. It's, it's a bit of playing the long game. 
Uh, it takes time to build those relationships, to be able to uh, communicate and engage those people. And you guys just did a, in SRG, did a magnificent job, I think, in getting a really great group of development professionals together for the boot camp. And we just had a ton of fun working with exposing them to all the different forms of blueberries and really getting a lot of the creative juices flowing. So that was an extremely valuable and, and successful event. Well, I want to talk a little bit more about that. And some of these insights have been great, but just you know, where you see the future of ingredient space, including that of the clean label products for blueberries. But before we do, let's take a quick break for our crop report. The harvest in South America is well underway, and we've been receiving weekly updates from our colleagues down south. So here once again is your blueberry crop report. It's time for your blueberry crop report, an update on crop conditions and markets from important blueberry growing areas. Today, you'll hear from Luis Vegas in Peru and Andres Armstrong in Chile. This was recorded on February 2nd, 2022. Good morning. This is Luis with the crop report from Peru up until the end of week four, which is the, a week ending on January 30. So up until week four of the season, Peru has shipped a total of 469 million pounds of fresh blueberries worldwide, representing a growth of 35% in volume versus the previous season. From this overall volume, 54% has been shipped to the US, 30% to Europe, 13% to China, and 3% to other destinations. What happened during week four? Well, Peru shipped a total of 3.8 million pounds worldwide. From this volume, 59% was sent to the US with 2.2 million pounds, which are expected to arrive the US market during the last week of February. 28% of the volume during week four was sent to Europe, 10% to China, and 3% to other destinations, including Canada, Costa Rica, El Salvador, Guatemala, United Arab Emirates, Hong Kong, Panama, Singapore, and Thailand. Thank you. Hello, this is Andres Armstrong with the Chilean Blueberry Crop Report of the Week. During week three, up to January 23rd, 24 million pounds of fresh blueberries were exported from Chile to all markets. It is an, an important volume still within the peak weeks of Chile and is contributing with promotable volumes to the markets. The accumulated volume up to date is 170 million pounds, 9.6% less than last season. It is clear that the longer transit times have affected the schedule of arrivals and distribution in the markets, especially in the US. The focus of the entire industry today is on the remaining volumes of the season, and the volumes that are arriving in the markets are increasing not only because the backlog is being unloaded, but also because we are still in the peak of the shipments. During week three, Europe was the most important destination with 48% of the shipments, North America 38%, and Asia 13%. However, in the accumulated volume to, the, to date, North America concentrates 46%, Europe 40% and Asia 12%. On week three, three million pounds of fresh blueberries were exported to different markets, which represent 22% of the week's exports. The total volume exported to date reaches 21 million pounds of organic supply, 26% less than last season. This is our report of the week. Thank you very much. 
Well, thanks so much to our busy growers who take the time to participate in these reports. As a reminder, you can go to the new USHBC website where you'll find our data and insight center to see more of the data of what's happening in the blueberry industry. We've made the snapshot view of the USDA data on production and price an online resource for everyone to access easily and quickly. So make sure you go to ushbc.org forward slash data to check that out. Okay, Alicia, let's get back to our featured conversation with Mark Crowell. Thanks, Casey. So, Mark, you participated on the Clean Label Consumer Panel at Insights Now, and we've actually already been incorporating some of this information in our some of our ingredient programming internationally. In fact, we had a webinar in Colombia in which Colonex has offered their insights in the past a few months. So, how do you see these findings being used in our strategy and our planning and really influencing? the direction of our program? Yeah, the work that Insights now does as anthropologists and behavioral psychologists, they bring a whole other dimension to the work we do as physical product development professionals putting together products on the bench and and in plants. They allow us to get insights in, in this case into what are called implicit benefits research. And you know, these are kind of what goes on in people's heads when they're making decisions about what to buy and how what they see on a menu or on a, a store shelf affects their you know emotional state, uh, the physical associations they have with uh, seeing a product or eating a product. Uh, these are things that we don't normally uh, come in contact with. And, and even in classic consumer research, this is a kind of depth of understanding that we don't normally get. And Insights now has a, a proprietary database of implicit benefits. And, and we found, you know, some real eye-opening results in the implicit research in terms of what consumers uh, in their own minds associate Uh, blueberries with. And blueberries are just, they have such a great image with the consumer. They're so healthy. They're such a clean product. One of the surprising findings that came out of that research was that blueberries scored higher than oranges in immune support. Uh, Immune support is one of the hottest topics in uh, research and product development right now, because obviously COVID is one aspect of it, but but people are just concerned about uh, their immunity. And when it comes to product innovation in this space, I mean, how does that tie into when a product developer is working on R&D and looking at either expanding its product offering or utilizing new ingredients, how are they looking for those products that they can incorporate, such as blueberries? I mean, that's what makes sense to me, right? And, and, And utilizing this insight you know, and this information and making sure that we communicate it and share it is important. But, you know, how does that factor into the development, the product development process in terms of, you know, selecting ingredients? And it's a little subtle. I mean, it's never straightforward. It's a part art and part science. But let me just give you an example with the finding that uh, blueberries scored higher than oranges on on immunity support. An idea that came out of that was a blueberry kombucha because that's a product that is normally associated with immune support. So when you add the blueberries to a kombucha, you've got something that already is sort of going the direction of what people might subconsciously feel is the right thing, is the right solution for them. So that's how the dots get connected in the product development process. Of course, it's not that, you know, it's not like a light bulb goes off. There's a lot that goes on during an ideation and hundreds of ideas are thrown out and sort of, you know, whittled down to to what makes the most sense. But 
Um, I think that is an example of using what people already maybe just subconsciously believe or feel or how they're impacted emotionally. You find that in the research and you bring that into the product development creative process. So let me jump in here. I know some of this process, Mark, can take time. You and I talked and, and you've already mentioned this is a game for the long run that we're playing. But what does a home run look like for Colinux? Just thinking about it from start with the innovation to a product launch, when you think about, you know, best case scenario for working with a with an ingredient company or or some of the folks that we worked with, what does it feel like to win in this business? Wow, what a great question. For me, working with the clients that we work with, including blueberries, a home run for me looks like products getting into the marketplace and seeing a big success. And moreover, not just a single or a double, but like you say, the home run for me is establishing the relationship, whether that's a food service company or or a packaged goods company, but having them look to you as the experts. We want to do something with blueberries, or we're just thinking about a product category We wanted to come to you because you've shown us that you're willing to make the investment, you're willing to spend the time, you're willing to develop the relationship, and you're creative. You've got the right people at the table to help us. We were going to come to you and we're going to ask you for help, or we're going to look for you to stay in touch with us. And so we can recreate that hit over and over again. It's not just a one-time hit. Well, and I noticed when I was there, uh, when I walked in at your office, that you have a trophy case. And in that trophy case, I'm assuming those are some examples of your home runs as a company, but maybe you could share, like, what do you have one that stands out amongst that number of products that you've had? And I'm sure that was just one trophy case, but uh, it certainly inspired me. Like, I was, I came back from that trip going, well, we should have a trophy case in our office on all of these innovations that. Obviously, working with you all, uh, we plan to develop, but even more so, just keeping that history. I was just, I was caught by your your sense of of showcasing those home runs. So I don't know if any of those were ones you'd want to share an example of, but if you had one that stuck stood out, it'd be great to hear. In the last ten years, we've won a number of awards from uh, the folks that put on the Natural Products Expo. Those are really special. And we also last year won an award from the Fancy Food uh, Show for one of the products we put into the market. I mean, I think the things that I'm most proud of are products that have a positive impact, not only on people eating them, but they have a positive impact on the environment, the way they're made, on the packaging that goes into it. It's really a complete view and not very often do projects come along that have that complete package where they're, you know, have all those aspects to them. But we have done a few of those. And I would love to call some of those companies out, but not every company wants everyone to know that they're using a product development consultancy. Oh, that's true. Well, and and I'm going to probably put both you and Alicia on the spot with this next question, but it is a little bit about like how we're positioning ourselves. I know our work with SRG, you know, our introduction to Colinex and and some of the conversations I know Alicia was having with you and the team there is about this like ideal product that we have really advancing our mission and vision, actually our new vision to make blueberries the world's favorite fruit. But 
positioning it as that ideal go-to ingredient in a clean ladle product. So maybe the two of you can kind of just talk about those conversations on on what we are working towards in order to get the rest of the world to see it the way the way I think we all see it. Yeah, I mean, I can I can tackle that first, Casey. I I think over the past year, there's been a real directive from the industry to look at the council and the USHBC program and, you know, how we're utilizing our funding here to really go into that space of innovation, that white space and figure out what is next for the blueberry industry in the ingredient category that's going to continue to drive demand in ways that we haven't done in the past. And that's looking at new utilization, new products, new categories, and even new ways that the industry can service the categories they already sell into. You know, what are what does the industry need to know? What do growers need to know about the demands in food manufacturing that's changing? So, you know, we spent last year really looking at data. Um, we looked at multiple data sources, including Mintel. We did an opportunity assessment. We looked at the categories with the fastest growth over the past five years. It was really interesting timing to do that research in the middle of a pandemic, um, which was really helpful because a lot of these consumer and development trends um, are here to stay. And the industry is, I think, experiencing that going into 2022 in the markets. But it's a challenge because we need to dig deep. We need to really understand what companies need, what they're experiencing, and really drive some drive some wins to see, you know, how we can influence R&D and product development, but always tie it back to the bigger picture and always tie it back to, okay, what are we learning with this particular company or engaging in this particular market segment? But what does this mean for the category overall? Like, what are we doing here that can affect the entire blueberry industry? Or is it going to drive demand for products among other companies? What I think, you know, you'll see in the industry will see this year is that really kind of digging into that innovation space and working on some custom innovation. Companies that we have met and engaged with at the events that fortunately we've been able to go to in person in the last quarter of 2021, meeting these companies and those that are engaging with USHBC and working on some custom innovation projects that will not only help drive demand in that particular company in that category, but that we could use and showcase as examples to further drive demand within the category overall. You know, that's kind of my take on on where we're headed. Mark, do you want to add to that? I think that was a beautiful summation of what's happened after the boot camp, which is relationships that were formed, the work that was done, prototypes that were shown really open the doors to have these one-on-one conversations and further build on the relationships with uh, certain companies that that really do have a real interest in blueberries and, and a stake in doing further product development with them. And, you know, then once that door is open, we really are getting into the custom R&D engagements where the company's saying, okay, all right, let's sit down now. Let's let's really look at what what our plans are, what our strategies are, and how you can be uh, helpful to us in, in that regard. And that's the real beginning of the relationship. Okay, we're going to take a quick break here for our marketing boost. We'll be right back to this conversation in a moment. But for now, here's USHBC NABC Vice President of Marketing and Communications, Jennifer Sparks. 
Thanks, Casey. I'd like to talk about Grab a Boost of Blue and the industry engagement we're seeing and why it matters to the blueberry industry as a whole and to your individual businesses. Grab a Boost of Blue is not USHBC's brand. It's the industry's call to action to motivate consumers to make blueberries a part of their everyday lifestyle, to turn blueberry consumers into blueberry enthusiasts. What does that achieve? Loyalty to and passion for the fruit that has it all. Ease, convenience, and versatility, health benefits, delicious taste, and a beautiful color that adds to the innovation and interest on the plate. How lucky are we as an industry that blueberries have it all? Let's shout it from the rooftops. Grab a Boost of Blue is not meant to compete with industry brands, but to complement with a collaborative message that the more consumers see and hear will start to engage more passionately with the benefits of the fruit. Research conducted when developing this positioning showed that Grab a Boost of Blue messaging resonates with shoppers and helps drive them to make blueberry purchases. 96% of shoppers find Grab a Boost of Blue to be positive. Exposure to the logo and related messaging drives a 30-point increase in intent to purchase blueberries, with 87% of produce shoppers expressing intent to purchase on their next grocery trip. Oh, how we love to see the industry engage with Grab a Boosta Blue. Most recently, we've seen it used in captions on social media. The logo featured on brands' original content to give consumers that final call to action. And best yet, the logo on packaging in-store. All of these ways illustrate a collective industry effort that will resonate and stand out amongst the clutter. Blueberry industry, Grab a Boost of Blue is there for you to use as you see fit for your brand to motivate the consumer to choose and love blueberries. Check out ushbc.org slash Boost of Blue for all the tools and resources you need and to get licensed to use the logo. Let's work together to make blueberries the world's favorite fruit. This has been your Marketing Boost. Thank you for your partnership as together we inspire the world to grab a Boost of Blue. Casey, back to you. Thanks, Jenny. Now back to today's episode with Mark Crowell. Maybe, Mark, you can talk a little bit from your perspective on adding blueberries as a client to the kind of product mix ingredient category uh, of all the things that you have worked on in the past. But, you know, as you look forward, what are the challenges that you could share with our industry that you see for blueberries that we need to overcome as an industry in order to achieve either clean label products or just innovation generally for food manufacturers? Like as you obviously researched us and what the future might look like in working together, I'm sure you spent some time kind of trying to think through what those home runs might look like, what those opportunities might look like, but also what those challenges would look like. So Maybe you could share, you know, from your perspective, what, what we need to understand about ourselves in order to be a more competitive ingredient in this space. I don't know that blueberries isn't facing many of the same challenges that so many uh, agricultural products are facing today and just, you know, products in general. But we certainly are dealing with the supply chain issues that everyone is dealing with. Um, trying to get ingredients in and, and, you know, shipping delays and uh, people just not being at work because they're sick. A lot of this has pulled R&D teams around the country off of innovation work and into a kind of a crisis mode. How do we reformulate this real quick so that we can use a, another ingredient to replace something that we we can't get uh, in the in the production lines are running? 
Uh, how do we deal with these supply chains? How do we get a second co-man up and running because, you know, our, our current co-man is at capacity? So these are a lot of these issues, you know, are probably impacting the listeners. Uh, costs, you know, costs are going through the roof with inflation and, and uh, labor costs. Uh, we saw probably the biggest labor costs jump in, in the history, 17-year history of our company uh, this past year, just, you know, keeping up with the market and wanting to keep top-notch people. So these are these are kind of common problems, but along with all of those challenges come all the benefits and and uniqueness of blueberries in terms of just what they bring to products. There, the color, the flavor, the variety of forms that the products are available in. Blueberries make people happy. You know, it's the feel good fruit. Well, I appreciate you saying that, and I know one of the things that took place this fall. Uh, I was super proud of and excited to see come together, which is the R&D advisory board. And you're a member of that board. And, you know, this is, I, n- I know something that uh, Alicia is personally passionate about, just putting this group of kind of like-minded people about, you know, blueberries being a really a, a great ingredient use, but also, you know, something that we can develop further as a team. So Alicia, you know, maybe you could talk a little bit about that advisory board, and then the two of you could just share a little bit about where that advisory board's headed going into the future here. Sure. In Oregon, in the fall, we brought the R&D advisory board, which was initiated last year as the first year, and it'll be a a two-year cycle for the members. But it is comprised of R&D executives, food developers, and then also from the industry, the supply side. And it's really intended to be a forum for information sharing, for innovation and inspiration, and also to help guide USHBC's program and ensure that we're providing the information services promotion that'll help both sides be successful. So what I saw when the group got physically together in Oregon was on the last day, Mark, that last a few hour session that we had, I thought we could have talked all day. It was great to see the R&D food manufacturing side really be able to ask questions, talk about what their experiences are with blueberries, what they're seeing in the market, and then have in real time the suppliers on the board talk about those specific problems and what needs to happen. And then Mark, several times you jumped in and you said, well, this is where USHBC can really improve its content, its you know information even on our website. Like it, it was that great kind of marriage of both sides and then us being there to kind of help solve some of the problems there. And so, you know, what I would like to see is more of that conversation happening in different ways. And, you know, it's been so nice to have you kind of provide that perspective, really, you know, not only on behalf of Colonex, but also, you know, being a contractor with USHBC. It's a lot of fun. It's very gratifying. And the part of that session that I think was the eye opener for me and I enjoyed so much was hearing about the health research, the nutrition research, and some of the medical research that's been done on the benefits of blueberries. And that really opened my eyes to some product development opportunities. One of the big questions out there for the evolution of our relationship with blueberries is, are there new industrial ingredients that are just waiting to be found? 
that a, a hidden demand for. And every once in a while, you get that aha, and you're able to help usher in a new production process or new packaging or, or, or something that changes the game and, and gives another option to the industry because the industry's directly kind of indicating they, they want that, they need that, they can, they can use that. And that's another kind of home run. And I'll just say too, I think in addition to R&D board, but also USHBC's participation in various events and other programs, I think one of my takeaways from last year and our, our kind of first year working together was that food manufacturing companies, they crave the data, they crave the consumer insight. But the most questions I got after I gave a presentation or was a part of a panel was... What's going on in the industry? How has this product grown? What are the varieties? How does health benefits change based on different varieties and different formats? And that's the part of the industry that I think USHBC represents really well. And I want to make sure that we prove our presentation to the sector is really familiarizing food manufacturing sector with the blueberry industry with the growers, the processors, suppliers, and hopefully we'll be able to see a lot more of that in our presentations, our marketing materials. And remembering, I mean, everyone can appreciate where their food's grown, how it's grown, and we can tell that story really well. So we'll, we'll be doing more of that. That's a great point, Alicia. And I think the authenticity of blueberries and being able to tell that story is something that helps a great deal with the marketing of the products. Well, it has been a pleasure to get to know you and certainly your team. And I know you've got, you know, quite a team up there in the Seattle area, but I've really appreciated this conversation. So thank you, Alicia. And thank you, Mark, for joining me today on the business of blueberries. Uh, we'll, we'll have you back. I, I think, you know, we're looking forward in, in part to sharing some of those home runs uh, in the future, but uh, really do Appreciate the kind of the deep dive here into you, Mark, your career, Colinex, and certainly the work that Alicia and her team are embarking on in 2022 on behalf of the industry. So thank you both. Well, Alicia, I really appreciated this conversation. Enjoyed always actually sitting down with Mark. I feel like I could spend a lot of time just hearing from him and his experience and kind of understanding the way this part of the business works uh, from his perspective. But Maybe we could talk a little bit about some of the key takeaways today. Uh, what what stood out to you? Yeah, I mean, Mark's a great guest, isn't he? I mean, he's obviously has a lot of experience in product development, but also clean label and where a lot of these new food manufacturing trends are headed. So I was really happy to have him and want him back again as we kind of move forward on these projects that we're working on with Colinex. Some of the takeaways I thought from the conversation that were important were, you know, obviously highlighting where blueberries fit into the clean label conversation and especially the plant-based food innovation that's happening right now that we're seeing everywhere and how all the different formats of blueberries really fit well into this space. Blueberries are very 
popular among consumers. They love the flavor and they happen, as Mark said, to be, you know, really stand out in terms of immune boosting properties. So there's a lot, a great story to tell. And the industry's positioned really well to take advantage of these opportunities. Well, I am excited about 2022, the work underway and building our own trophy cabinet as we go forward from here with the industry and with all of our partners that they see this kind of willingness and interest on our team's part, certainly the work with Colnex and and our industry all working together to drive blueberries as a major food ingredient going forward as part of our as a part of our vision for making blueberries the world's favorite fruit. So, and if you're listening today and you want to learn more about uh our global food manufacturing program or our ingredient work, or you're wanting to get involved. Obviously, Alicia is a great resource. Certainly reach out to us, reach out to her uh, and and help be a part of uh, growing blueberries uh, as a category this next year. And certainly as we go from here, we know these can be some uh, long-term relationships uh, and a lot of work that goes into moving from innovation to a product launch. But We want everybody to be leaning into the resources that I know Alicia and her team are providing today in helping make blueberries the world's favorite fruit. So that's it for episode 84. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week with more innovation, collaboration, family, and hard work right here on Business of Blueberries.